Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Boots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Best in new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory. All with the Sunbury Motors guarantee, by the way. Sales staff's going to work with you. And you may be sitting back and say, well, they want to make the sale. Well, look, you don't develop a really good reputation and integrity means something. Uh, you want to be somebody that you know, when the person walks out, they feel like, you know what? I can't wait to work with that person again. And that's the way that people are at Sunbury Motors. You can't wait to work with them again. And also, a fabulous service department. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Great to have you with us on the show today. Our high school football roundtable, our first of the season, will be on deck at 335 today. Looking forward to it very much because high school football begins tomorrow night. The King will be on today with us as well. Uh, we're making a little bit of an adjustment. Uh, you're saying, oh, he's on today and not tomorrow. It's because I'm not going to be here tomorrow uh, for personal reasons. So um, uh, we did have a, uh, a death in the family. So I, I will be um, there tomorrow and Saturday and then come back for Monday's show. So. Uh, just so everyone knows. Um, that's what we're doing. My mother-in-law passed away. Uh, and we do appreciate, uh, obviously, all the deepest condolences. We appreciate that very much from each and every one of you because those who have known have passed along, and I do appreciate that very much. All right, so that's why tomorrow uh, we won't be here. Now, for some of you, you may consider that to be, hey, great. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll do He's a best of be tomorrow here. instead. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we have that. <laughs> <laughs> we do, and believe it or not, we we, we have some. Really? We do. We're gonna do That's Bob great. Nightingale tomorrow from remembering Hank Aaron. We're gonna do Mike Golick Senior from when he joined us during the draft weekend when he drove out to Cleveland. We're gonna do the now retired Mark Zumoff, and then we're yeah. gonna do Jay Wright. Right. Okay. Good. Sounds really good. I guess we do have a best of. <laughs> so. So that'll be the story on that. Uh, the Pac-12 has announced they are not, and this goes back to what we discussed uh, the other day, that when you look at the uh, at the statements made from the alliance where George Klyovkov, the new commissioner of the Pac-12, essentially said they got everything out of the alliance they could hope for, or I guess the words were almost everything. That told me they were not going to expand. They announced today that they are have no intention at this time of expanding. So that is the story with uh, the Pac-12, that right now 
they are not uh, looking to expand, which is what we thought that they would say. I would have thought two weeks ago that they might expand. But then when the alliance came out and he made that statement that we got almost everything out of it we hoped for, that told me that they were not going to expand. Sometimes you have to read the tea leaves to do this job. I don't like reading the tea leaves. I'd rather just go with plain spoken. I'd rather go with plain spoken instead of having to read. That's why I can't stand press releases. No, with the greatest uh, depth of feeling. Oh, for God's sakes! Can you just tell us you feel badly and move on? I mean, guy. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I, mean, I just don't. You know, it has to be properly worded. We were able to vet it through seventeen different layers, and this is what we came up with. And I can't believe Steve Jones didn't read it on the air. Well, there's a reason. Okay, I'm I'm not into gobbledygook. <laughs> I just don't like it. I'd rather have somebody like just say it to me straight. What's the deal? So I want to, I want to, you know, say it to me straight. Tell me, guess what? You can figure it out from there. Instead of a very carefully worded statement. Really? Wow. Aren't we lucky? We get to deal with a robot. Ah. All right. Uh, let's see. It is. Uh, let's, it looks like Sean Wade is going to be dealt from the Ravens to the Patriots. You know, it's interesting about Sean Wade. Sean Wade, he's just a rookie, obviously. I mean, he just played in Beaver Stadium last uh, last October, and I always thought he was a good college defensive back, but I never thought he was a great college defensive back. And a lot of people get raving about him. They're raving, and he's great. I'm like, oh, I'm watching the tape. I'm like, I, I don't see it. And then, of course, I then of course, I announced three of his games in person, and I can tell you without any hesitation, I didn't see it at all. Just didn't. Over and over again, I kept hearing about, and every time I watched them, I didn't get it. And so the Ravens looks like they're going to deal him. And he's going to go to the Patriots. Okay, that's fine. Also, the NFL has fined Isaiah McKenzie and Cole Beasley for COVID-19 protocol violations. Neither is vaccinated. That's why they're in the fine category. Sean McDermott said it's unfortunate when players get fined. That being said, these rules have been agreed upon and in place and well communicated for some time. It's important for us to focus on being safe and healthy that's number one and will always be number one and then number two is doing our best to stay focused on the goal and the purpose of why we're here which is to win football games according to the league's letter mckenzie's discipline comes after he failed to wear a mask in the team facility on multiple occasions on wednesday once while walking through the indoor field house into the training room and again in the meeting area while gathered near other players after the offensive meeting. In addition to these violations, the league said in its written warning to him on July 27th that future violations would increase discipline, meaning fines. 
under COVID-19 policies in the NFL, unvaccinated players are required to wear a mask throughout the team facility, which the league reminded McKenzie of in its letter on Thursday. Beasley's in the same boat. The violations come after the Bills sent six players home Tuesday who were deemed close contacts to a vaccinated staff member who tested positive for COVID-19. Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis, Star Lute, Vernon Butler were all designated as close contacts. Matt Milano and A.J. Klein were sent home for precautionary reasons. But Beasley, of course, is not vaccinated. Isaiah McKenzie is not vaccinated. So when you're not vaccinated, the rules are different for you than for a vaccinated player. It's going to be interesting in the NFL this season to see about quarterbacks. Uh, We already know Lamar Jackson has missed time in training camp. And we know that uh, even though uh, Cam Newton won't reveal what his vaccination status is, he keeps falling into the category, it seems like, He seems to keep falling in the category that makes it look like he's an unvaccinated player. How about that? (sighs) Interesting. They could play havoc with some teams this year. Could play havoc with some teams. Of course, the Delta variant has hit some areas hard, although it looks like the numbers nationally are beginning to stabilize a bit, which has been the pattern with Delta. So we'll see if that does continue. Orioles lead the Angels 7-1, to bottom of the sixth. The Orioles' 19-game losing streak a snap last night. They beat Shohei Otani in the process. Bottom of the fourth, Cincinnati leads at Milwaukee at Miller Park 1-0. Toronto leads the White Sox 1-0 in the bottom half of the first inning. The Yankees play in Oakland tonight. Big series for both teams. Matt will be pacing till 1 a.m. <laughs> I'll be closely monitoring, yes. But the A's are not playing good baseball right now either, so I expect you, the Yankees are, to take advantage. Are you going to watch the Eagles game? Tomorrow? tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. Now, here's my plan, hopefully. Tomorrow, to, while, while to of course, I'm, I'm monitoring my two young ones, is I'm looking to make a game central where I'm going to have the Eagles on TV. I'll occasionally yeah. check on the high school football that's on TV, and then I'll be listening to our games across our SBC network. So the answer is yes With while I'm, watching, while I'm monitoring high school football. Sounds like a great plan. (laughs) By the way, Isaiah McKenzie was fined $14,650. Just so you know, that was the fine that was doled out by the uh, NFL to McKenzie. All right, we'll take a break. High school roundtable, bottom of the hour. First time this season. Back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Owen one, two outs. Wells pitches. Lined out to right field. Santander moves back, moves back. He has got it. 19 games. A lot of frustration. A lot of games that you didn't want to be a part of. And it is over. Oh, my almighty. Yeah, but you, you, you know, I hope you felt like you wanted to be a part of it because you got paid. Right, um, <laughs> I feel like Holy that call mackerel. was a little underwhelming last night. Well, you can't make it look. No offense, but you cannot. You can't make it seem like it was Armageddon that you won. You can't do that. All right? I'll never forget when the Pirates finally. The Pirates were having a great season. This is a few just. I mean, just like less than ten years ago. It was like during that. You know, 12, 13, 14, you know, or 13, 14, 15 run. The Pirates hadn't been over 500 forever and ever and ever. It was obvious that this Pirate team was not only going to get to 500 for the first time, but they're going to get way over the number, like way over the number. The day they won their 81st game, they made it sound like they just won the World Series. And I thought, that that's just so wrong. It's wrong. It's like so. So underwhelming? No, I don't think it was underwhelming. I think it was actually done just right. To be honest with you, because you just can't make a oh my god, we did it. You did what? There's 162 of these. At some point, you are going to win. One would think. <laughs> yeah. Sean Couturier, by the way, eight-year deal with the Flyers. And Stefan Wisniewski, after 11 years, is retiring from the NFL. Two Super Bowl rings. Two-time first-team All-Big Ten. All-American. And we'll see what's next for Stefan Wisniewski. We'll see what's next. Uh, Article today, Gary Parrish. CBSSports.com. This goes back to exactly what we talked about on Tuesday. All right? The Big Ten ACC and Pac-12 Alliance's impact on college basketball could be a negative for mid-majors. Gee, Matt, didn't we just talk about that 48 hours ago? <laughs> we did, didn't we? Yeah, that it takes up space on the schedule. If you're going to have an eight, now the ACC and Big Ten already have something. But if the Pac-12 has something that's one less game you're going to schedule, and do you want to be sitting there, for example, and let you know, and go through and start scheduling 
a couple of these other schools along the way. You want to schedule Loyola of Chicago, Ohio University, North Texas, Western Kentucky. You want to do that when you already have UCLA in the schedule? Uh, no. Exactly right. You want to? You want to? Yeah, it's uh, so the mid-major thing again. It, it, the alliance could create even more of a separation between the power schools and the mid schools. Which also has made me question why the the Mountain West Conference commissioner is on the college football playoff committee. Well, they, they, no, the reason he's on the college football playoff committee is quite simply you needed a group of five member sitting there representing them in this. I mean, you needed that. So I thought that I thought Craig Thompson from the Mountain West was an important voice to have at the table because he was representing all the group of five schools. I mean, the alliance is different than the college football playoff. I mean, the I mean, the two don't go hand in hand. Uh, so the four members were Greg Sankey of the SEC, Bob Bowlesby of the Big Twelve, Jack Swarbrick of Notre Dame, and Craig Thompson from the Mountain West. Well, I think when you're sitting there and looking at the idea that they want the six highest-ranked conference champions. That may be the influence right there of Craig Thompson, the commissioner of the Mountain West. Because in this past year, the six highest-ranked conference champions would have been Alabama, Clemson, uh, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, and Coastal Carolina. It would not have been Oregon, wouldn't have been it. Been one of them. So instead of an automatic bid for a Power 5 school into the college football playoff, that idea of six highest-ranked conference champions opens the door to maybe having a year where schools like Coastal Carolina and Cincinnati get the automatic bids and somebody from a Power 5 does not. Now, the alliance is different than the college football playoff. But the alliance could affect scheduling where suddenly you're UCLA and you've got to play Michigan State. Do you schedule San Diego State from the Mountain West? That's a problem. Today's show is brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, almost worth online at sunburymotors.com. Next half hour, our first high school football roundtable of the season on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Hi, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Best in new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Sales staff that works with you. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, 
in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Well, the first time this season we get to talk about high school football. So we'll start out with Sealands Grove first. Is that what we're starting out with? We are going to start with the Chief, who's here in studio. Well, for the Chief, this will be a thrill. It'll be the only time this week he gets to talk about the game. Uh, <laughs> the other times, he'll just be sitting there listening to somebody else tell everybody what he saw. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're kind of right, Steve. So, I know. I, you know, I've, after 22 years, 25 years, it, you kind of get used to it. So, <laughs> you are just, hey, we missed you at the golf tournament. It's so great to have you here. Oh, so. thank you. A little bit mixture, uh, mix up in communication there. So that's just one of those a, things that happens once in a while. That's that's okay. It's great that you're with us now and. Dave, what's the read that you get on Shikolimi going into this season? Well, I think one of the big factors is that Coach Kaiser and his staff has had this team for a whole year instead of just a couple of weeks. So they certainly have a bigger handle on what type of personnel they have and what where the kids are, are coming from. They did a nice job all year long with their weight program. They, you know, they got to do seven on seven. These are things that they did not do last year when he took over the program. So that's that's a positive. I also uh, I also think just by watching them that there's a lot of speed in the backfield. Uh, the, the, it really looks like these kids, uh, you know, once if they could get through that second uh, or that first uh, layer of defense, that they could probably do a little bit of damage. And there's not just one, but there's probably four backs that have that type of speed. The line, uh, I was impressed on Friday night. They, they, I thought they did a rather good job against a very big Montoursville football team, a, a team that's, you know, year in and year out is always in districts and state contention. And the thing that I like about the line is they got some kids back from last year. They had a whole year. Uh, nine games that they had a chance to uh, get some playing time, but there's some experience there, and I think probably for the first time in a long time they've got a little bit of depth at the offensive defensive lines. One more thing, Steve, I think we have one of the best set of linebackers, uh, you know, whether they play four or five, uh, just about every one of those kids has one, two, or even three years of experience. So, you know, it's looking. It looks. It looks bright. Uh, I'll let you know uh, next week after we play Central Mountain. Uh, uh, you know, sure. if, if how no things question. go. Mm-hmm. There's no question. Did you get any? Now they they have one scrimmage though, right? Yeah, they scrimmage. Uh, everybody gets one scrimmage. It seems it used to you used to have two scrimmages, and then you you know you opened up uh, around Labor Day. Now you have a week to get oriented to the heat, and then you have full pads. You have a scrimmage, and bang, four or five days later, you're playing your first game. I think that's tough. I really do. I really no, think I that's know, difficult. It, I, I think it is, too. Uh, but, Dave, the the quarterback is going to be the one that gets this whole thing started. Yeah. What does Jim Kaiser have there? Well, the Brandon Wortman's been playing there, and there's also uh, one of the Wetzel boys. And then there's a, a, a Caleb Yoder uh, also. He's got three. Uh, I They all got a chance to play on, on uh, Friday night. And I, I don't know. I don't know what the decision has made, but I think Wortman probably has the has the nod. He's got a pretty decent arm, and uh, you know he's he's got uh, you know he's pretty mobile. They will miss Mr. Balestrini because uh, from last year because that he's one of those. Uh, 
players that just uh, can get something out of nothing once in a while just with his athletic ability. So hopefully the offensive line is uh, not going to put our quarterback in any perilous situations all the time. So, I, you know, Steve, that's one of the question marks, and I probably should have said that right from the start. That's a big, big position to fill, and Chickalem, he's uh, going to have somebody new there this year. I know that last year, you know, it, it was different rules, different times, and we're not completely back to normal, but how does it feel like there's some semblance of normalcy around this? Well, one thing, the kids are back into a routine. Uh, Shikolami did an excellent job all last year in the high school with and, and the elementary school with keeping kids in school, but even though the pandemic was going on. They they missed very few days, so that gave them a little bit of, of, of normalness, and even though they had to wear masks and there were shoes they were still, you know, uh, in school, and that meant that they were still able to go to the weight room. They were still able to go to uh, workouts with the trainer for speed and agility, and uh, they worked all 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 year long. So it's not a hundred percent back to what it used to be. But it's close enough, and you know, you know how kids—they're resilient. That you know, yeah. this probably would become the new normal for them, and they're they're okay with it. Dave, it's always a pleasure. Great to have that voice with us on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Oh, thanks. It's it's uh, it's hard to believe we're back uh, to football already, but uh, you know now it gives me you know being retired. This is the ninth year I've been out of coaching and teaching, and and uh, yeah. that's one of the ways I stay, you know, uh, in ta- in ta- in uh, contact with uh, a place that uh, provided a, a great. Uh, education for myself and also a profession and uh, I'm looking forward to this season. Thank you, Steve. Well, we're the beneficiaries of that, so thank you so much, Dave. <laughs> Appreciate welcome. it. All right. So, uh, is Steve Briggs our next uh, victim on this? Uh, that is correct. Yes, I guess. Yeah. Steve, first I'm of all, Steve, how are you doing? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the broadcast. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you on board as one of our, uh, being one of us. Well, it's uh, I'm excited to be here. I got the call a few weeks back from uh, Pat O'Brien, and I was on vacation with my wife, and I said, you know what? This will be great. So I'm in. It's great that you're in, and we'll be the beneficiary of it as well uh, along the way. So, Steve, what kind of read do you have on Sealance Grove going into this opener? Well, <clears throat> uh, frankly, I was at the scrimmage last week, uh, Pat and I, and his daughter Murphy sat up in a press box and we watched. And unfortunately for me, um, and I mean this sincerely, uh, none of the, not many of the SEALs were wearing, wearing their regular season numbers. So I was like, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Because a lot of these kids were young kids when I was around the last time I was around the Seals Grove program was the 09 season, uh, which was the state title uh, year when my, my son was the quarterback on that team. So, um, this is kind of new. Um, some some relatively familiar names I'm seeing, uh, but um, you know there's a culture there. And Coach Hicks, uh, Hicks, he's done a super job. The staff has, and as you guys have just been talking about, you know I got a lot of respect for all these kids, especially what they've gone through, and all of us obviously. But um, you know football is a special thing, and. It is year round, and it takes a lot of it takes a community, and and you know these kids haven't had that. So, really excited to get this going against Pottsville Friday night. So, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's interesting. In the years 
uh, since since you'd been been around it. They had some years where three, four years in a row, they had a phenomenal passing game. Then last year was one of those years where they had to rely more on the run. They didn't have that. You have to obviously coach around your personnel. What kind of gauge are you getting from Sealand's go? Are they a run-oriented team, pass-oriented team, or balanced? I think I think they're trying to be balanced. Um, they they ran the football very well against Lewisburg last week. Uh, I thought, um, and uh, and that's another thing. That's another point. Somebody just mentioned that whether it was Dave or you, Steve. These kids only have one scrimmage now. There used to be two. And, um, I mean, they're getting thrown into the fire pretty quickly here, uh, in my opinion, um, with all the heat acclimation stuff that they have to go through and then, boom, one scrimmage, and, and they're right into it. I'm in, I'm in Connecticut right now. I just came off the field up at Foxborough. I was at the uh, Patriots-Giants um, uh, gig this morning where they scrimmaged together and uh, – I got a little connection there with Jason Garrett, so I was fortunate. I'm up in yeah. this area um, with work, but um, was able to see that. But just leaving that, even that level, it's so different for these guys. It's you know, I, I'm. I think Sealands Grove, to answer your question, will probably want to run the football. They're using three different quarterbacks. Don't really know which one will come to head. They all were about the same last week, in my opinion or two of the three. I don't know if the youngest kid played much, uh, right. but they're two sophomores and a freshman, so we'll see. I think they're they're very strong, or they look stronger defensively. Um, you know, they uh, Hicksie does a su- – Coach Hicks, I'm sorry. Coach Hicks does a super job with the uh, with the 3-5 and how they attack, and it looks like the back end is relatively experienced. Um replacing some pretty good linebackers and upfront people, but um, it's a culture there. And, and I think the strength will be defensively if they can run the football, score some points. Mike Ferrero, one of my former assistants at Susquehanna, is, is running the offense. And um, I, I'm excited. We all are. And, and I know it's a formidable opponent with at Pottsville. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow night, so uh, we'll see. I keep saying we'll see, but um, as I said, that was my first experience with with the group uh, was last week. Well, I think everybody's will see, Steve, because yeah. when you only have one scrimmage, I don't think we're going to get a real read on where anybody is. Maybe until we head into week three. Yeah, you're you're exactly right, and and that's what Pat and I were were discussing last week. Was uh, it's it's very unfortunate, and and you know these guys they they'll have some pretty high tech with the huddle uh, film exchange and everything, so that side of it I think they'll be caught up. Meaning the the uh, the studying and and the X's and O's, but it's getting out and playing, especially when you really haven't full haven't done a full bore in in, in how long, you know. So it, it'll it'll be really exactly. interesting. Steve, pleasure. Thanks so much. Great Thanks, to have you Steve. as part of the team. I really appreciate it and uh, look forward to this, this fall in many ways. Steve Briggs, he'll be a part of our Sealers Grow coverage this year. Now let's bring in the man of the uh, single-digit handicap, my old friend, yeah. Greg Wetzel. My man, how you been? Steve, great. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks. Appreciate it very much. Great. So, yeah. 
again, like everybody, it's just the one scrimmage. So at least it gives you some read on what's going on. So under the category of some read, what's your read on Lewisburg? Well, like it has been the last several years, how their offense and defensive line performs. Skill position-wise, um, I think they can compete with just about everybody on their schedule. It's whether that offensive line and defensive line can hold up. Uh, the thing that impressed me in their scrimmage, Steve, was team speed. This this might be the most team speed Lewisburg's had since I've been watching them play and broadcasting games in the last five or six years. So I think that's a real benefit to them this year. There have been a team, though, that over the years have been able to put together, at times, a pretty good running game. But it's always but that moment. Yeah. And, and and the moments though when they've had to throw the football, that's been a, a, a problem. Uh, that's right. Can they can they get the ball downfield with their passing game this time around? At least balance it off. Well, against Seals Grove, they scored uh, two touchdowns of forty-five yards or more in passes. So uh, I think protection again is the key. If they can protect the quarterback, he has some receivers that can catch the ball this year and, and run with the ball. So, uh, again, it's, and I don't know how good their offensive line is right now because they're um, playing three new starters compared to what they had last year. Uh, they played a Seals Grove team who they were much bigger physically than the Seals Grove team. When Seals Grove didn't blitz, Lewisburg had ample time to throw the football, but when they blitzed, that was a different story. And and then Lewisburg yeah. quarterback was on his heels, so to speak. So that's going to be the key to their season, I think, the offensive line and staying healthy. You know, they don't have a lot of depth. They have a little over 30 kids out for football. Mm-hmm. So uh, any injury is a major injury this year. Yeah, oh, man, and that's tough. The numbers thing is tough because I want to see the numbers go up in football, not decline. And it's interesting you you bring up the blitz part of it. You know, I'll watch, obviously, Penn State football practice, and I'm watching Penn State football practice. They then get to the day where, okay, it's the first blitz period, and that's when I usually say to Doc Sebastianelli when we're standing there, he says, now we're going to find out what they got. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, and, and, again, sometimes they picked up the blitz. Sometimes they didn't. But when if they don't pick up that blitz, that poor quarterback's going to be running for his life. You know, And you know what that's like. Can that the team only speed? Thing I will, the only thing I'll say, Steve, is this. They have a new coach this year, uh, Eric Wicks, who played at West Virginia. He's a three-time all-conference player from West Virginia. He was a free agent contract signed with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, he runs a, a, a spread offense, and he has his quarterback doing some quick releases, throwing some screen passes out in the flats or, you know, a wide receiver screen, stuff like that. So yeah. that might be able to help him a little with the blitz package. Can the team speed that you talked about make a difference on defense for them? Oh, uh, that, that's why I notice it the, the most against Seals Grove. Team speed and pursuit to the ball. Uh, Todd West is now their defensive coordinator, who uh, also coached at Bucknell a little last year. He's now running the defense for Lewisburg, and he has four or five kids. I mean, you can, and you can see the whole team, but their pursuit to the ball is outstanding. And, and so with the team speed, it really, really showed well in the scrimmage last week. 
So great to hear your voice again, my friend. Thanks so much. Appreciate you very much. Hey, thanks. It's great to have football season rolling around again. It sure is. It's all tomorrow night, starting tomorrow night. Thank you, Greg. It's going to be fun. Yep, thank you. And they'll be at 100.9, the Valley Lewisburg Will, Sealands Grove on Eagle 107, and of course, here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, Shikalemi Football featuring the Chief. Did I miss something there? Should I mention the suit's going to be there? I mean, Shikalemi like went that. out. Shikalemi went out. Like, I guess there's a red carpet. And they've hired a little brass band that plays Hail to the Suit when he goes to the box. It's it's just, just sad. It's just so over the top. Meanwhile, Dave Ritchie just walks in the side door and gets ready, and he's all set to go to work. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's how it always goes. You know, there are workers, and then there's false bravado. Right. <laughs> Hail to the suit. Hail to the suit. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Here he goes. Swing and a miss. Throw to second base on one hop. He is out at second base. Beautiful hands from Freddie Galvis. It is strikeout number 200 for Zach Wheeler. But it also could be a fairly significant strikeout throwout double play. He's done it in 174 to third innings. Except I think they lost last night, right? Correct. Well, when that's significant. All right. Um, so. <laughs> Story of the Phil season. Look, I think he's been Wheeler's been really good, and the the 200 strikeouts on 174 innings that's that's impressive. Um, and Joe Girardi had to make a tough call last night, and the tough call is do I send him back out? And he did, and this you know this time it didn't work. They had to eventually take him out. So, oh well. Great to have you with us today. Oh. You know, I think it was a strike him out, throw him out, double play. I'm predicting that. <laughs> yes, that is correct. I, I didn't watch the game. I just got a gut feeling about it. <laughs> it's, it's good to have Freddie Galvis back, by the way. His glove is... Glove makes a big difference. I always liked him when he was with the Cutters. Always did. He and Cesar Hernandez were the uh, combo together. Now, Hernandez has since moved on. He's still in the majors. Hernandez, I think, is with Cleveland right now. He's soon to be Cleveland Guardians. Again, be safe. Pick an animal. Usually works. You know, seals grow. Seals. Right? What's Lewisburg? The Panthers? Green Dragons. Green Dragons.